Hi guys, welcome back to Typically Peachy. How are you guys all doing? Happy Thursday. I hope your week's going well, going swell. We're so close to the weekend. Hang tight, you've almost made it. Let's get right into this episode because I have some things to share, some exciting news. I got the first dose of the vaccine. Everybody out there, PSA, get your vaccine if you can get it. If you haven't gotten it yet, stay on the lookout for when you are able to get it. I am just so excited normalcy is on the horizon you guys just stay hopeful and it will happen power of positive thinking what else is new with me work has been very busy but i guess busy is good busy is productive busy is getting things done and making that coin so not mad about the busyness but just trying to decompress de-stress in little ways every time that i can so that i don't go insane overwork myself and not have time to focus on me as well because that is important for your mental health. So if anybody needed to hear that, it's okay if you're busy. I'm busy too. Just make sure to take time for yourself. Lastly, I went to a cocktail lounge slash bar this past weekend. It was super nice. I feel like I usually go to breweries and while I like them and I like the vibe, I am not the biggest beer fan. I really do prefer cocktails, so this was totally my speed. It was nice lighting, cool ambiance. I really liked it. We'll probably go back. So if you're thinking about going to a cocktail lounge in your area, I would suggest it. Super fun. That's all that's new with me. Not a ton, but still, I'm excited. Things are looking up. Now let's get right into what's hot. First and foremost, last Friday, Taylor Swift released her first Taylor's version album, Fearless. It's so nostalgic hearing all of these songs again and hearing the slight differences from these recordings to the original record. I was such a fan of Fearless. I loved it. I've loved all of her albums, but specifically the past albums are the ones that hold so true to my heart. So I really do love Fearless and I feel like I can really notice the differences, which is kind of a fun thing to keep an eye out for if it sounds super similar, if something sounds a little bit different. It's just kind of a fun journey that I'm on for myself right now, as I'm sure a lot of the other Taylor Swift fans are as well. And I'm just really glad that she stayed true to what these songs were and all of the different nuances within the songs. I love that they sound similar. I love that they are essentially the exact same. I mean, there are going to be tiny things that are changing, like I said. But the fact that she really just did try to recreate the exact same album that she put out... I think is a smart and special thing to do because that's what people want. They love these albums. To me, to other people, these albums were perfection. So don't change what's not broken. Thank you, Taylor, for not changing it up. But on this new album, she did release previously unreleased songs in the Fearless Vault, one of which is called Mr. Perfectly Fine, which is presumably about Joe Jonas. And to get ahead of all of that possible drama, it seemed like there was a PR plan put in place. Sophie Turner posted on Twitter with a link to the song saying, it's not not a bop. And Taylor Swift responded saying, forever bending the knee for the Queen of the North. I love that this drama is just not even existent. I love that we're not opening up that rabbit hole. I just think that the song is good. Let things lay. Taylor wrote this when she was like, what, 18 or something? Yeah, obviously there were feelings for Joe then, but Joe has lived a completely different life now. He's with Sophie Turner. We love them together. No drama necessary. I love that they handled this so maturely and kind of a fun way for the public to see them interact. So all in all, great album release. I can't wait to see the next one that's coming down the line. Very excited to get all of the oldies back up and running again. Next up for what's hot, 
Last week, Khloe Kardashian came out with a statement on her Instagram about her body image and being scrutinized so much in the public throughout the years. So this Instagram post and the statement that she made came after a photo of her was posted where fans were saying she doesn't look like what she looks on her Instagram. She's definitely retouching everything. She puts filters on herself. She doesn't make herself look real. The photo that was shown was not posted by her. People think that her grandma took the picture at an Easter celebration and then it just got out and then there was a lot of scrutiny behind it and that this photo was a real representation of what she looked like and what she puts out on her own is not an accurate representation. So she responded to all of that with this Instagram post and the first part of the Instagram post is a video of herself showing a 360 view of her body untouched, unfiltered, And then she had a statement to follow, and I won't read the whole thing, but this is a little bit of it. Hey guys, this is me and my body, unretouched and unfiltered. The photo that was posted this week is beautiful, but as someone who has struggled with body image her whole life, when someone takes a photo of you that isn't flattering in bad lighting or doesn't capture your body the way it is after working so hard to get it to this point and then shares it to the world, you should have every right to ask for it to not be shared, regardless of who you are. She goes on to say that there's been immense pressure in her life, constant ridicule and judgment about being perfect and meeting other people's standards. She says she's faced a lot of people saying, Chloe is the fat sister. Chloe is the ugly sister. Her dad must not be her real dad because she looks so different. The only way she could have lost that weight must have been from surgery. And then there's more explanation of her struggle, how she feels throughout this whole thing. And she ends it addressing more people saying, For those else who feel the constant pressure of not ever feeling perfect enough, I want you to know I see you and I understand. Every day I am being told by my family and friends who love me that I am beautiful, but I know that it needs to be believed from within. We are all unique and perfect in our own way, whichever way one chooses to be seen. I have realized that we cannot continue to live life trying to fit into the perfect mold of what others have set for us. Just do you and make sure your heart is happy. So obviously, after this was released, a lot of people had different opinions. People went off in the comments, people agreeing with her. For the most part, it was support. I think that whenever you get somebody so public talking about body issues and body shaming, especially things that are so specific in the statements that she gets on the daily, it does definitely make you think about that and think about how that can feel so loud to that one individual person. And it's not right. I mean, obviously, I know that these people have signed up to put their life on blast. They have signed up to be this public figure, to have every single part of their life dissected and scrutinized. I get that point of view. But I also get the point of view of why are you trolling so hard? You know, the people that are commenting the nasty things that a lot of these celebrities get, why are you taking time to write something mean? People don't realize how powerful their words are. And when you are behind a screen and you just write fat, ugly, why doesn't she look like the other sisters? I am sure that can do crazy negative things for your being, for your whole person. I personally do not believe anybody deserves that kind of hate ever, especially on things that we really can't change. You know, like if you're commenting on somebody's face, like how their face looks, that's just something that I never subscribe to. I don't think people should be doing that to one another. There are so many more opportunities to spread positivity. And I know that that sounds so like wooey wooey cliche or whatever, but it's true. If you're just presenting criticism in the form of hate, That's not helping you. It's not helping the person on the other end of the screen. It's not helping anyone. 
So this is your challenge. If you have ever commented on something on a celebrity and think that they didn't see it or think that it didn't matter because they deserved it because they put themselves out there, just take a beat. Think about the fact that they're actually humans because I don't care who you are. I don't care if people say they had it coming, whatever. You should never get hate like that. And you don't want to be the person spreading the hate. That says way more about you than the person. So that's my rant on that. Whether you like the Kardashians or not, just lay off their comment section, you guys. That's my two cents. Last up for what's hot, I am sure that everyone has heard this by now, but Prince Philip passed away last week at 99 years old. What an incredible thing to be able to live so long. It must be so hard for the queen. They were married 73 years. Even with trials and tribulations, you have to admit that spending that much time with any other human and to not have them anymore is incredibly hard. I was talking to my parents and boyfriend about this, and we were talking about his title as prince instead of king. I think it's so interesting that he has to be called a prince because he can't outrank the title of the queen because he's not in the bloodline, but if he were the bloodline king, then his wife would still be called a queen because that title doesn't outrank very interesting. It seems a little bit antiquated, but the monarchy is antiquated. Anyways, sad news about Prince Philip, but also incredibly amazing that he lived the life he did and the amount of life that he did. 99. Insane. All right, guys, that wrapped up what's hot. Let's get right into what's good. First and foremost, I have fashion finds for you this week. It is a brown plaid flannel. It is so cute. Me and my mom got matching ones. They're from Nordstrom. They were on sale. And I just love it. Like I told you guys before, brown is in right now. I didn't think I would be able to find it in flannel form. But I'm so happy that I did because it's kind of perfect. Going into the summertime, I love a flannel. I am a sucker for one. I love wearing a dress and tying a flannel around it. I think that it dresses it down, makes it a little bit more casual, and I love it. So if you want to find one for yourself, I would check out Nordstrom because they have some on sale right now. And then speaking of the other item in that outfit that I just mentioned to you guys, the dress, the one that goes perfect with this brown plaid flannel that I just talked to you guys about, is a mini dress. It is called Got You in a Bind Mini Dress. The brand is called Naked Wardrobe. The color is cocoa. I have a bodysuit from the same brand. You guys, this dress was $46, which I feel like is a steal for a full-on outfit. You're automatically dressed one piece of clothing, really it makes a ton of sense it's so easy it's cute this one in particular is incredibly comfortable take my word for it or don't and just try it out for yourself i'm not steering you guys wrong i promise and again this dress i bought at nordstrom seriously you guys they have some really good items right now and i feel like i had not been to a mall in a minute so if you happen to find yourself in one or if you want to just do the good old shopping online I would definitely suggest this outfit pairing for you or for somebody that you know. All right, that was it for the fashion. Now let's get into something else that is tangential to fashion, which is nail colors. I just got my nails done. I got purple and nude. This is a killer combination, you guys. I got my pinky, my pointer finger, and my thumb, a lilac purple, and then for my ring and middle finger, I got a beautiful nude coconut color. I love it. It is perfect for spring pastel vibes. If you want to match with me, you can do the exact same thing. I highly recommend. Moving into some good products that is actually going to lead into our need-to-know basis is a diffuser and essential oils. 
My personal favorite essential oils are a lemon and lavender flavor. They are so soothing and I just love the combination. I do two drops of both of them and it just makes the room smell like complete bliss. The diffuser that I have, it has a USB plug, so you can literally plug it in anywhere, even your car, which makes it so nice, so portable, so useful. There are a lot of different diffusers out there at many different price points. I just have to say, I think that a lot of them do the exact same thing, so I would just find one that works with your aesthetic, that works within your price range. I got mine for like 30 bucks, you guys, and it has just been so great. I bought it at a kiosk somewhere, so I don't know the exact brand, but I've seen similar ones on Amazon. If you want one with a USB, just look up diffuser with USB port. If you don't care about the USB and you just need a wall plug-in, your options are seriously limitless. Just find one that works the best for you that matches your specific style. They're seriously such an easy way to set the mood in your room, to calm you, to keep you feeling soothed and relaxed, especially going into the nighttime. Next up on what's good within the nighttime theme, this one may seem super random and it's not specific to a product. It is just something that I am so passionate about and these are square pillows. I am talking about the big, big square pillows, the ones that you're like, where am I going to find the pillowcase for that? Those are the ones that I'm talking about. There are pillowcases out there. I promise I have found them before. I have them. You guys, a square pillow, there is something so comfortable about it. I wish you could feel what I was talking about. And the way that you can do that is to pick up one of your own. I think it's something about just more than your head being able to fit on a pillow that is so comforting it just feels like a cloud i don't know how better to describe it than that it's just so nice and i think that they tend to look very cute on a bed as well it kind of switches up the dynamic of the pillows on your bed makes it look a little bit more interesting i'm not one to think that a bed needs to be super symmetrical so i think that if you get different shapes within your pillows in there it's really cute Trust me, if you guys want a good night's sleep, find yourself a square big pillow. And last good product within this sleeping theme is a down comforter insert, but to put that on top of your bed like an extra blanket. Hear me out. I know that these inserts usually are supposed to go inside of a duvet cover. I get that. But I am saying get one that is smaller for your bed. Like if you have a king or a queen size bed, get a twin one. It can be just a simple white one. It just needs to be so soft and comfy. And then if you want it to match the aesthetic of your bed a little bit more, you can dye it a different color. I personally have one. I tie dyed it. It brings me so much joy because I am so comfortable when it is on my bed when I am snuggled up in that down comforter. I swear, if you wash it enough, it feels almost more like a blanket, but puffier than a blanket, so all in all, just better. I know that they have these at Target, at Ikea, not gonna break the bank, and I promise will help your sleep so much. Alright guys, last up for what's good are our songs. First up, Hurricane by Bunt, featuring Han and Somebody. And song number two, I Feel Good About This by The Mowgli's. Both feel-good hype songs. Check them out on the playlist, Typically Peachy, What's Good on Spotify. 
All right, guys, time for a need-to-know basis. And if I did not tease this enough, the advice for this week is all about sleep. Sleep has been on my mind. I have been looking myself for tips to getting a better night's sleep, to getting better rest. We know that sleep is so important to being able to do our daily tasks, to being able to be productive, to being able to have healthy relationships, good attitudes. Just all in all, better sleep equals better life. So I did some research. I looked up some tips and tricks for you guys, and I'm going to share them with you here. So this is according to Mayo Clinic. They put together a list of how to get a deeper, better night's sleep. Here are some of their tips. Number one, stick to a sleep schedule. The article says that the recommended amount of sleep for a healthy adult is at least seven hours, which I feel like we've always been told that it's eight to ten. So I guess it's seven. News to me, maybe it's news to you. But this whole idea of a sleep schedule is something that I'm really trying to stick to. Going to bed, getting up at the same time every day. I know that that's a hard thing to do because our days are so different. We have different things going on all the time. But I think just trying to be conscious of that and making sure that our body understands when we're supposed to sleep, when we're supposed to wake up, and it feels natural to do both things is going to help us out in the long run. Their second tip Pay attention to what you eat and drink. They say to not go to bed hungry or stuffed. The discomfort of either of those things is going to keep you awake at night. I feel like this is so true. If I am so hungry, I'm thinking of food at night. And if I'm so full, I'm like, oh my gosh, why did I eat so much? So yeah, maybe this one seems a little bit obvious. And I feel like we've been told so many times, don't eat right before bed. Like don't eat the hour before you go to bed. And we just never do it. So I'm going to try to stick to this one as well. Number three, create a restful environment. This is the one where I'm talking, you guys, about the diffuser, about dimming your lights, about making the ambiance of your room one where you want to relax and fall asleep in. Because it's important. Even Mayo Clinic says so. They also say to do calming activities before bedtime. And maybe to you, that's a meditation or just getting in a relaxed state of mind, whatever it is to create that restful environment for yourself. Number four, limit daytime naps. I know a lot of people out there that love nap time. A lot of adults have made nap time a permanent staple in their lives, which I get it. I understand, you know, if you're tired during the day, naps are incredibly appealing. I've done them before. I've taken them before. I have to say, though, I rarely take a nap and I'm happy about the fact that I took a nap. I feel like I mostly always regret it because I wake up even more tired. But this article says that long daytime naps can interfere with nighttime sleep. If you choose to nap, limit yourself to up to 30 minutes and avoid doing so late in the day. Makes sense to me. If you rest during the day, you're probably not going to be as tired when your body is quote-unquote supposed to be sleeping. Number five, include physical activity into your daily routine which you guys already know, I'm a big advocate of this one, and now Mayo Clinic is telling us that it can promote better sleep. It does say, though, to avoid being active too close to bedtime. I think that's probably because, like, your adrenaline is so high after you work out that maybe it might be harder to fall asleep after that. I haven't personally experienced that, but I do tend to work out in the mornings more than at night, so maybe if I switched it, it wouldn't be as good for my sleep schedule, so I won't switch it. And number six, which is the last one from Mayo Clinic, is to manage worries. 
They say to try to resolve your worries or concerns before bedtime. This is something that I struggle with probably the most. I am constantly worrying. My head is spinning. I'm thinking about work. I'm thinking about things that I have to do the next day. My biggest problem is that I fall asleep thinking about these worries and then I wake up having them still on my mind, which makes me feel like I didn't even get any rest in between sometimes. I feel like my day literally combined together from night to morning. So this is something that I'm 100% trying to work on. This article says stress management might be helpful. Start with the basics such as getting organized, setting priorities, and delegating tasks. Jot down what's on your mind and then set it aside for tomorrow. So that is something that I'm trying to do. If I have something on my mind at night, I will just put it as a reminder on my phone before I go to bed or I will put it in my notes section on my laptop so I know that when I start my day in the morning, when I start work, I will have it already there for me so I don't have to worry about forgetting it or not having it top of mind because it's going to be something that I see right away. So I think it's just little things like that that maybe we hear a lot but we forget about, we forget to implement them into our daily routine. I have some of my own personal tips that I have been experimenting with that have helped me out a little bit. I like to listen to soft music before bed. Again, that just gets me in a nice relaxed mindset. Sometimes to help, I take a shower before bed. I know some people say that wakes them up more, but for me personally, I feel like I can get a deeper sleep if I feel really clean. And then this last one for me, I know everyone says it, but I think it really works to get off your phone before bed. At least don't scroll or consume a large amount of content before you sleep. I found that whenever I was on TikTok or something right before bed, that is so much content, especially in a short form that you're just going through and through and through. You're seeing so much of it at the same time. I would have the worst night's sleep. It was just too much in my brain. So instead, I've switched that out for reading a book, which sometimes that gets me really tired reading the words. They blend together. Sometimes I forget what page I'm on, but that's okay because at the end of the day, I'm tired and that was the goal and it was achieved. So I don't know if you guys like to read. I know that not everybody does. But just doing something different than being on your phone, listening to music, maybe it's a magazine. I just feel like things that are more on paper and less on a screen are going to help you decompress a little bit more. So I hope that those tips work for you guys. Still going through it myself, still trying to find the best ways to maximize my deep sleep, take away my worries at night. So we're in it together. Let me know if you guys have any ways that really help you sleep well at night. DM me at typicallypeachy. I definitely want to know if you have some tips and tricks that personally help you out. Thank you guys so much for listening this week. I hope that you have a great rest of your week. I hope that you have an exciting weekend up ahead of you. If you're not doing anything, that's totally fine too. Just relax, spend some time with the people that you love, have a good night's sleep, and don't forget to stay peachy, my friends. (laughs) 